Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Not, 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 not. Good morning, good evening, and good night Whoa. to everyone out there on the internet, whether you're listening on to the podcast or on the watching on YouTube. This is Lansing with myself. The five-minute weekly podcast where I, Steve D, talk to you about being a freelance game designer and creative when you're low on spoons and low on cash. This week, I want to talk to you about post-production. And this sort of hit me as a blindside because, you know, it's new to me. Um, as I keep saying, when I've said back in Beating the Path, every day, every time you do a project, you go a little bit further. Now, post-production is a term that comes out of computer design and, and also film originally, Um in all those cases, you have pre-production, you have production, you have post-production. And we don't always talk about that in, in board games, but we really, really should, because it's the same process. Pre-production, the thing is, the thing about pre-production is pre-production is actually designed for game design. That's when you're actually building the game and making it work. And we sort of think that that's the hard part, and that's the bit where all our focus goes, especially if we're designer types. But if you intend to put your game out there, you need to understand post-production as well. And the, the computer game people have got a leg up on us because they understand this and we don't. And we need to. So let's think about how it would be if this, you know, in terms of that model, pre-production, production, post-production. Pre-production post pre is really where 99% of the design process happens. That's where you design things. Um, because production is actually making the game. That's where you start going, right, we need art, we need layout, we need t proper testing to make sure everything's clear, we need blind play testing, you know, we need an idea of the audience. That's all production. Now, that is still sort of tacked onto the loop, but all your t play testing before that, all your design, all your fixing mis uh, mistakes, making things work, balance, all of that's pre-production, right? Production is actually producing the actual prototype and then going into printing and, and um, publication and those kind of things. Even if it's online, that's all production. And then there's post-production, which is the art of getting your game to people. And that is really the hardest thing. Like That's something that I've really struggled with because it, took me, it was, took me a lot of work just to become a game designer. Then having to figure out this mysterious art of putting my games in people's hands... That has been a huge struggle for me. And originally I would just throw them on the internet because like I, I used to call it the art bucket. I think I've used that phrase before. It's just like I completed it, goes in the art bucket, it's done, you can go on a wall. And yeah, for a lot of us artists, that's the process. Like creating the artwork, how dare you say that there's more, you know? I put my life and soul into this. I put the thing on the painting. I put the, you know, I'll, I'll deem maybe to hang it on a wall or put a frame around it for production, but don't talk to me about post-production. Right, post-production um, is not something that I want to talk about because 
I've done my art. But if you want an audience, and you know we all do, then you have to think about post-production. What happens after you've made it? Like I'm in the moment right now where I am putting packages, putting games in packages and taking them to the post office, and it's exhausting and it's hard work. And I look back on my notes, and I think I kind of really finished my run on Relics about two years ago. You know, about just as we were sort of getting ready to plan out the Kickstarter, I was like, you know what, I'm pretty much done. And that was still at the end of pre-production. Like, I hadn't even got into production. I tipped the edge there. And it was about two and a half years, three years of pre-production before that. It's a big, big project. And then there was another year of production and a year of post-production. But I find myself now, I'm exhausted. I don't want to do interviews anymore. I don't want to do press. I don't want to do publications. I don't want to buy ads and marketing. But now, when the game is actually coming out, that's when we have to do that. You know, that's when post-production matters. I have to do interviews. I have to work out distribution deals. I have to get it into reviews. I have to get it into stores. I have to get it into people's hands, arrange events. And I've got nothing left because I didn't save any energy left for post-production. And that's the lesson I've learned on Relics is that you know, long projects not only are extensive and long and take a huge amount out of you, but you've got to be prepared to, to put the middle point, not in the middle point of like making the game, but in production because there's so much more to come. Uh, the bigger the project, the bigger the post-production. So that's something to really need to think about. If like, if you are exhausted just at, in pre-production, you might be working a bit too hard on this project. It might be too big because you haven't just left enough energy for you to produce it and to do post-production. So as you're making your games, think about that process. Think about what you've got left, what the production's going to be like, what the post-production's going to look like, and see if you can leave some energy and some time for that. You know, And if you can't, maybe think about reducing your scope a bit on that pre-production because you need all those steps. If you want your game out and you want people to play it, you need every single step. <clears throat> Excuse me. Last time we talked about small before big, reduce that first step of pre-production because you've got so much else still to come. That's the terrible truth about post-production. I'll talk to you next time. Until then, be good, play dogs, play, play games, pet dogs, have fun. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.